VHS files contain spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. It's showtime. Welcome to the VHS Files Podcast with Jenny Lou. So what do you want to do tonight? Jason. What about pizza and movie night? Eric. I want to rent a movie. And Josh. I want to go to a good video store so I can get a good movie. And this is the movie of the week. Let's get this pizza movie night started. On that note, we're back with the movie of the week that, quote, made Guillermo del Toro become a vegetarian. Tonight we're talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. As you can see from the decorations behind Jason, he is happy about this episode. He's always happy to talk about Texas. Texas, of course. Why not? (laughs) He's from Texas. Where am I from? Texas. Texas. And he lives in Texas. Even when Texas. he didn't live in Texas, he would just brag about the fact Texas. that he used to live in Texas. Yeah. And, and a cool fact, uh, when Josh came over for my first wedding, we got to watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake in Texas <laughs> when he came to watch it. Mm-hmm. So, And he had never been to Texas at that point. So that was a kind of cool little thing that we got to watch that here in Texas. So. You know, it's nothing that you would, you would write home about, but the fact that I saw a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie in Texas kind of means a little yeah. something to me. Yeah. Why sure, not? Sure. I, I mean, it was cool. It was cool watching frogs yeah. here in Florida. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Represent, represent. Frogs. It's, 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 it's doing great out there, too. Great episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Rebbe. Frogs. We had a lot of fun recording that episode, so I hope you're having just Dude, as much fun listening I showed listening my to mom it. the clip part with the, uh, Sam, uh, Sam Elliott up there with the porn music going on. Mm-hmm. She was like, you yeah. can't do my man wrong. Why did you do that? <laughs> I was like, sorry, I did it for you, mom. But <laughs> she's like, you can't do my... And she still says he looks better with the mustache. Mm. So... You know, I, I I would I would never turn away a Sam Elliott with a mustache, but I think he does okay without the mustache too. I don't think yeah. he looks well, that no, like bad. Like we said him. in Roadhouse, he just really had like a ten o'clock shadow. He didn't have five o'clock; it was ten o'clock. Right. So, but yeah, great episode, good pick there, Eric. I mean, I really never watched it, so I'm glad we got to do that. And now we're gonna do another. I mean, we're doing one of the biggies in the horror world. I mean, yeah, this is our second movie in a row. We're talking about the '70s, yeah. like. I don't know how often we've visited the 70s other than Halloween. 72 and now 74, two weeks ago. Yeah, two movies that are older than me. Yeah. (laughs) For once. We had to go back a long ways to get to these. Yeah, I'm an old fucker, yeah. I'm just glad we're finally getting to another horror icon. I mean, uh, this is old school. So this is even before my favorite guy, Michael. We're going to go talk Leatherface. Well, I mean, Toby Hooper, he's hes no stranger to this show. We've already talked about a handful of Toby Hooper's movies. Well, if you consider two movies a handful, well, I guess. Well, but uh, one, a great movie, Poltergeist. Here. We'll link to it up here. You can go back and listen to it. It's actually our first video podcast that we put on YouTube. Yeah. You can go back and watch that. Don't say it. And... I'll link to the I'll link to the audio in the in the comments below. But we also talked about his classic movie Life Force that Jason <laughs> loved. Everyone's favorite Toby Hooper movie, Life Force. And that's one of the first things I'll say t- talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre, nineteen seventy two. Really, his uh, Toby Hooper's first movie. Um, it's crazy for me to think that the guy who did this movie did Poltergeist and Life Force, like. 
it just seems like two completely different filmmakers watching this movie and then thinking about those. What do you guys think well, about that? I'm a little disturbed because we got that and he did Poltergeist. He did that. He also did Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. He did the Salem's Lot TV series. And he did the mm-hmm. uh, Dancing With Myself Billy Idol music video. So we're going from Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre to all of this. And then, like, we talked about it in our Life Force episode. After that, his career kind of went... <laughs> kind of went downward. You mean after the, the great hit that Life Force was? Yeah. He still had... A, a underground oh, yeah. following, a cult following of from all of his did. horror stuff. Big, like um, big. He was no longer the uh, a big guy. He wasn't doing any big major releases after that point. So, wow. I I just I'm looking at his uh, filmography here. I didn't realize Texas Chainsaw Massacre two came so so late after all that yeah. stuff we've already watched. Like it's after Poltergeist, after yeah. Life Force. So, but yeah, I mean, again, no stranger to this show. We talked. We 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 we. We have kind of a love-hate relationship with Toby Hooper, I guess, but it was finally time to get his first one, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, have a, have a little conversation, perfect time. We've got this new fucking re- requel sequel or whatever it is that's coming out. <laughs> that comes Th- out soon, man. This, As we're recording this, yeah, I think it comes and, out in three days from now. Oh, okay. So, so it'll be out before it comes, right. this comes out. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was great. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> you talk about a franchise that is messy. I mean, we've talked, Jason and I have talked about how messy the Halloween Even franchise got. And and Friday the 13th. Um, I think Friday the 13th is probably on the more straight and narrow path now uh, compared to Texas Chainsaw Halloween. and yeah. Halloween. Uh, I think Friday still probably holds the, the cake, though, for, like, best string of movies, yeah. I guess. But... Uh, Texas Chainsaw, I mean, I think if you really nail it down, there's more Halloween movies, so there's more there to deal with. But, you know, this timeline has now gotten just as fucked up as the Halloween timeline. But we're going to go back and talk about the original, the one that started it all. And I kind of want to start my conversation with, it's apparent from the credit sequence of this movie and everything that follows that... This movie is Rob Zombie's Bible. <laughs> yeah, you, you probably think? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, as soon as it starts, it's like Rob Zombie wants yeah. to be this movie. Like, as a person, as a this person, is, not like as a director. He wants to be, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like if, if Rob Zombie could l- like legit physically walk around as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like that, that would be That's his true. ultimate I mean, wish in life. Wow. Yeah. You're, you're right. I mean, you're right. He's dirty and dusty and rednecky and all the, all that stuff. And I mean that in the most positive way possible. Even the opening line, the pictures and the uh, monologue by John Larroquette, which is cool because he's actually done the opening line for this one. John Larroquette, huh? And like two or three other of the other texts. He did the remakes. He's going to be doing the opening sequence for the new one that's coming out later this week as we're talking. And uh, I never knew yeah. it was John Larroquette in the first one. I mean, when you get to the remake and you hear him talk after watching Night Court for years, you know, he was a main character on there. I was like, that's John Larroquette. <laughs> but you go back and when I was watching it this time, I can definitely hear it. And a funny little tidbit of information, apparently, then, and this may have changed since I saw that this article was published, but I saw something that stated in an article from 2008 that John Larroquette claims that he, to this day, has still never watched the Texas Chainsaw wow. Massacre. Yeah. 
Like he he did the voiceover in the beginning, but yeah, had never watched the film. Credited for 1974, 2003, 2006, and 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacres. So he's done four of them. <laughs> so and he's never seen them. Since we're talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974, none of us were alive then, but Eric's going to take us back in time. Tell us what was going on in 1974. We're sending you back in time. Well, Josh, the rumble in the jungle, the boxing match between George Foreman and Muhammad Ali took place in Zaire in 1974. Uh, a lot of people don't know that Ali actually burned his hand during this fight. It happened when he punched George Foreman in the grill. Bad. That was bad. Uh, 21-year-old no, was Michael I like Kittredge that one. opened his Yankee Candle Factory in 1974. Uh, of course, some candle scents didn't make it to shelves, uh, such as microwaved fish. Uh, oh, God. Humid morgue. <laughs> and uh i didn't wear socks today um uh <laughs> moving on nhl goalie uh nhl is hockey josh by the way uh no oh, the, the, the sticks, one with the josh. sticks one where they hit each other on the ice okay okay andy andy fearless cool. brown right. retired in 1974 he was the last goalie to play without the highly recommended face mask for protection Ooh, that's a man uh, right there yeah speaking of mm. hockey my local hockey rink just reported their zamboni driver went missing uh they hope he resurfaces soon <laughs> and finally a very special new feature was added to the gi <laughs> joe hit it josh yeah. 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 You guessed it. And here is G.I. Joe with Kung Fu Grip. Is this a Chuck Norris movie? Fingers you hold open and let close. Yes, I got it. Kung Fu Grip. The grip you help Joe use in self-defense. G.I. Joe with Kung Fu Grip. The hands that grip. Yeah. Kung Fu Grip. That looks totally different than the G.I. Joes I had when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm probably gonna upset some people, but I never had GI Joe. Well, as a you don't upset me. You. I had a handful of them, but uh, I was a, more of a He-Man kid. Also, oh, I, loved, I had He-Man too. Ninja yeah, me Turtles. too. I had some ninja. Oh, and uh, I had some Thundercats. Uh, oh, Thundercats. Yeah, Thundercats, Silverhawks, He-Man, Silverhawks. Silverhawks. Basically, was my all jam. Silverhawks was was a different version of Thundercats. They even used a lot of the same voice actors. Hmm. The bad guy is in both. Mm-hmm. It's, Mumra is the other bad guy that's in Silverhawks. Mm. I thought I was like, that's crazy. Wow. So. Excuse me. <laughs> Science. It's gonna be in. A, it's gonna be featured in every episode now. <laughs> but no, uh, GI Joes and Transformers. I just I don't know what it what it is, but I was more into GoBots. GoBots and Silverhawks than Transformers oh, yeah, and GI Joe. Yeah. I, I don't know my, why. Uh, Transform, but I had GoBots too. You remember the uh, what's the ones that were the rocks? They had their own cartoon too, but they were rocks, uh, and you know they were basically transformers, but they would turn into rocks and roll around. I, that was a whole cartoon. I can't remember mm, the name. I, of it. I, somebody I, tell me the name if you're watching. That's this. ringing a bell. I know what you're yeah, talking about though. Bell. Yeah, leave us a comment if you know it. what Jason's talking about. I'm old. Did they transform but, Jason? Yes. 
let's transform back into the yes. Texas Chainsaw Massacre here. Uh, so I want to I want to hear about everybody's first experience with this movie. I actually didn't see this until later in life. It wasn't one of the regular ones I saw as a kid. I actually saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre two before I saw the first one. Um, I'm interested to hear Eric's first time watching this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was older. About I was probably 30, in... 32. <laughs> no, 33. this one, this one I definitely <laughs> saw probably in high school. Last uh, week? When my buddy was uh, working at the video store. This is certainly one that we picked up, you know, as we tried to see all that horror that we didn't hadn't seen previously. Um, did this movie have a reputation? Like, was that what is, is that kind of what drew you to wanting to yeah, watch it? Or yeah, was it definitely. just one I mean, of those I, like... I mean, we didn't really have any like, like movie fan friends or anything like that. It wasn't like movies were popular. Yeah. I mean, this, even, even without that influence or anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, it's considered a classic and you would even know that as a kid in the nineties that, you know, didn't have the internet or anything like that. Yeah. It was, it was infamous. It was, uh, it was infamous to me and it kind of pairs along with Hell, Hellraiser. Uh, Jason and I have actually talked about Hellraiser in one of our p- previous episodes. Link here. Um, but it's kind of lumped into the, here, here, here. <laughs> it's kind of lumped into the same sort of, uh, area of movie as Hellraiser for me, because, uh, this is another one of the first movies or the first franchise sort of movies. Like I said, I saw the second one first, uh, that made me kind of like feel uh, sick watching it. Like. It was so gory and gross and the subject matter. And it was like just icky and just made me feel gross watching it. And um, there's a specific scene in the second one. If we ever talk about that, I'm sure we'll talk about it more. But uh, somebody like kicks a wall or something and all these just like guts and stuff Mm -hmm. spill out onto the floor. And I remember seeing that for the first time as a kid and just thinking, oh, like I I was almost physically ill. And I don't get like that with movies at all. But that that one did it to me. Of course, you were a child. <laughs> well, yeah. And uh, I think that's why I sort of put off seeing the original Texas Chainsaw Master. Because I was like, I don't know if I want to get back into that whole aspect yeah. of things just yet. But, yeah, in this movie, definitely, I mean, from watching Summer School, I probably oh, saw Summer School sure. yeah, yeah. before I yeah, saw yeah. The, this the, movie. Uh, the somewhat biopic of Jason and Josh, Chainsaw and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Like when Leatherface went on that strict diet of human flesh, he had to cut out chicken and fish completely. Dave, I agree with you. I'll go a step further. Sure, Leatherface. He wore a mask made out of human skin and he hung people on meat hooks. But hey, we've all got quirks. I've got them. You've got them, Dave. That's what makes this character so, so compelling. Thumbs up from me. Same here. It's it's definitely showing its age now, but it's I understand where people are coming from when they say it's one of the greatest horror movies of all time. And it's like, but it doesn't, it's funny that I feel that way, but it doesn't like make me excited to watch it ever. You know, like it's, 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 it's kind of a dirty and icky movie and I'm not always all that thrilled to watch it, but yeah. I still I, enjoy I guess it. It's watchability factor probably varies depending on who you are, but uh, there's no denying how effective it is. And you mentioned the, the opening credits mm-hmm. and the, the voiceover, like, everything in this movie makes it feel like some kind of, it makes it feel like a smut film or a a documentary or like found footage or, you know, there's minimal score, the, the news Mm -hmm. reports in the beginning, the, the, the text in the beginning, making it, you know, saying this is an account of what really happened, you know, 
all of it feels mm -hmm. doesn't feel like a movie in many ways. It feels like you're kind of watching something go down and watching it this time. I was really noticing how it kind of plays out except for like maybe the first act after that, it pretty much plays out almost in real time. Uh, almost, you know, yeah. so yeah, that I think is a big reason why it, it gets under your skin because it's not being cut up and, and given to you in pieces like a movie is it's it, right. after, after that kind of initial thing <laughs> for lack of a better term, cut up yeah, cut um, in pieces. <laughs> but like, you know, for instance, we're getting ahead of things, but you know, for instance, when, when pretty much once Sally starts running from Leatherface, there aren't a ton of cuts in no. like time breaks or time jumps other than her passing out, even her getting picked up by the gas station guy. You, you get to watch him tire up. You watch it. it, it, it you, you don't get to skip any of that. You watch her get yeah. tied up. You watch her get put in the car. You, you, there's a good bit of driving that you watch as he's mm -hmm. poking her with a stick and telling her to shut up, you know, like stuff like that throughout this whole movie, lack of score. Like I mentioned, it really makes it feel less like a movie and more like you're just watching it happen. That's exactly what I said. I, I watching it this time. It made me kind of really like, we talk about a lot about how score changes movies and things are different with music underneath them. I really realized, uh, how important it is to not have score sometimes because I watched the remake, the, the, the 2003 remake, I think is when it came out. Um, I watched it today and that movie has score all through it. And while I do think it is one of the better remakes of a, of a classic horror film, um, I can see where all of that kind of cheapened what the original was because when the shit's going down in this movie, and people are running and chasing each other. Like all you hear is the screaming and the chainsaw. You don't hear, you don't have anything else working with your emotions in this movie. It is literally yeah. just the screaming, the yelling, it's, the running. It's all just a com complete yeah, like yeah. barrage of shit hitting you at one time. You don't have the, the, the quickening violin music. You don't have all that going right. on underneath Watching it, there is actually a little score, but it's not what we would consider score. It's literally noises. Uh, I mean, it's not from the, the characters on the screen. It is literally just like grunting and weird squealing noises, and that's all you hear. If you if you turn a volume up really loud when nobody's saying anything, that's all you hear. I mean, but like I said, there's no actual music really going on. So, I mean, our, the score is literally people just making. Yeah, it. there's there's some droning score here and there. Yeah. Some, yeah. Like just some like random like clanking of like cymbals, things like that that just make it's not really like music that yeah. make it. It has no rhythm. It's very uncomfortable. It's very raw. Yeah. The whole thing is just so raw. And to and to go back to what you said, I mean this this feels like you're watching almost a home movie, yeah. a, a home movie of someone being massacred. And you know, while I do like the remake, it feels like I'm watching a movie. You know, whereas Especially, you know it's Michael Bay's yeah. Platinum Dunes who did the remakes. Right. So you know, you're gonna have some lens flare probably here. And I there. do kind of remember liking that. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time since I've seen them, but now I kind of want to go back. And... and the kills are a lot more over the top, gruesome, and bloodier. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember a longer up. scene with Leatherface, somebody on a table doing more business. The, those aspects of it are a bit more in depth and it's, and it's, I, I can see they're, they're, they're 
trying to be very psychological with it in the remake as well. Um, there's a lot of psychological stuff going on here too, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, but there's, there's stuff in this movie that I think is far worse and gross oh, yeah. than the Definitely. stuff in the remake. Like when you get in, when you get into the Sawyer's house and there's just fucking chicken feathers everywhere, bones, body it's parts, disgusting. all of this stuff. Like it's like the worst episode of hoarders <laughs> you could ever see. We're talking about that's every house in Texas, man. We all do our house. I got a, I got a chicken feather room here with bones. <laughs> so let's talk about the beginning where, you know, right after those, you know, well, hold the, on. The, we haven't talked about why I like the movie. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> I think it's apparent why you like this movie. <laughs> well, we talked about when Josh saw it and you saw it, but we haven't talked about when. Yes. Yeah. Tell us when you saw it. Uh, today. <laughs> first time yeah first time i pulled a eric i waited till i was in my 40s to watch this movie uh no i this was a rite of passage to be uh a young boy in the state of texas to watch texas chainsaw massacre with your buddies at a sleepover or at your you know at your house or something like that and your mom not supposed to know but my mom liked horror movies so it was okay you're gonna watch this movie and squeal like a pig boy whoa, whoa, we're not doing deliverance here i didn't come from alabama so uh but yeah this was uh this the, the myth of this movie growing up in texas as even a kid because of the whole opening sequence of this is based yeah. on true events blah yeah. blah 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 i mean we all were scared you know if you were out somewhere and you heard a chainsaw even running like that this movie pops in your head mm -hmm. because you've been fed this your whole life growing up here in texas I mean, even like I said, it's not a it's not a true story. It's not real. But in even our parents and through the mythos of this movie, we were told that Leatherface was in prison at Huntsville Prison, which is the next prison over. <laughs> uh, the, the girl in the movie it was in a sanitarium in Rusk, Texas, wow. which is up the road. You know, they make you believe that this is real. Like they all oh, they caught the family. They're all in death row in Huntsville. So you don't worry about it. You know they're in jail, so you don't have to worry about yeah, but it as they, a kid. But then they say, but did they catch all of them? You know, they they this stuff like that, like parents tell you to scare you to not pick up hitchhikers, to right. not be wandering through the woods by yourself and go in these old houses, you know, and stuff like that. Sure. It's it's almost like the whole like uh what is it, uh the urban legend type thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. that re that really Leatherface became an urban legend here in the state of Texas. Uh but yeah, I mean. I can't tell you how many times I've seen this movie. Like I said, my mom let me watch this movie and uh, as a young kid. But I've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and all those. I do prefer this over part two uh, because it's more of a visceral horror film where part two to me seems like a comedy. It's bonkers. Yeah. Oh, the, it, it's, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't seem like yeah, a comedy. It, it is totally a comedy. <laughs> and then we get back to part three and it kind of becomes a horror movie again. But uh, yeah, I mean, this movie is just... Like, if you know anybody from the state of Texas, they will probably tell you this whole story. Oh, yeah. And it's not just me where our prison is. If they were out from West Texas, it's going to be they were in prison at the next prison next to them. Yeah, I, I, I can attest to that because even for me, just like being a young movie fan and hearing about horror movies, you hear about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, it's based on true events. And you start believing that that guy could fucking be out there. Like that was a big thing about this movie, too, is I think it's one of the first movies that really sort of started that this actually happened. Right. I mean, if you're, you're going to the it, movies in 1974 and, that, and you see that there's 
yeah, no you're way believing you this can, shit happened. Yeah, yeah, there's no way you can double check it and fact check it. I mean, you just got to go, oh, yeah. shit, really? Well, and that's the thing is, <laughs> in a sense, he's telling the truth because a lot of the story is based on the serial killer Ed Gein from Wisconsin right. back in the uh, 50s, I think. And Interestingly, uh, it, it, you know, also Psycho did the same thing based as Ed, based on Ed Gein mm-hmm. and also kind of tricked its audience with and the same thing in silence of the lambs and right. so on and so on this one killer which back then they didn't call them serial killers they didn't do that till think ted bundy but uh he inspired all these different films and uh but so in a sense it is based on true events but not in the state of texas inspired by true events yeah, inspired we'll yeah. but even toby hooper said it when he made this movie yeah. he, he took that i mean he took the ed gein thing to run with but he was literally talking about the state of the world. Like even in here in Texas, he said he was watching the news in out of San Antonio because he went to school at uh, I think the University of Texas over in Austin, and just the ongoing horrible news, you no know, Vietnam War, Watergate, blah blah blah, all this horrible shit that the government's lying to you about this that you yeah. know graphic violence on TV and everything. And his, he said, well, "I'm going to make a movie about this shit." right here real life that could happen and then i'm gonna throw some little bit of this guy from crazy guy from wisconsin that like to run around in women's skin and make lamps out of whatever you know human uh, head cereal bowls and shit like that so i i kind of like what he did so he did he just kind of portrayed how he felt about society at the moment and him saying that it's based on true events was his stab at the u.s government and stuff saying that you know this is all real so he kind of did the same thing well, that's the other thing that kind of puts this this movie in and in, in, in the upper echelon of, of horror is at, on the surface, you can look at this movie as a bunch of kids running away from a chainsaw killer. And it probably appears that way to anyone just looking from the outside in. Um, but and even for me, I've seen this movie multiple times. I picked up on more in, in the movie this time watching yeah. it than I have probably ever. Um, the fact that they're, they're starting, they start this conversation about Saturn in retrograde and how that's affecting the planets and the astrology that's happening. Like, it's almost like they're setting this movie up. It's like, oh no, all of this is happening because the stars are aligning just right. I never picked up on that shit before. It is a, a deep conversation that she's having with them. It's like, this happened to them because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Or the right place at the run, whatever right. you want to say it, because this is the way it happened. So, and it's funny because uh, one of the one of the working titles for this movie was supposed to be Saturn in retrograde. Like, well, I mean, I don't, I, I didn't think that it was that was a that's crazy that it was almost the title of the film. And and it also like it goes to show you how much we can read into movies sometimes, and how much this dialogue might not mean what you think it means, and how people will put words in the filmmaker's mouth and maybe that's not what the filmmaker intended all that kind of shit like it's 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 funny that we're even back in the 70s picking shit like that apart and going oh was he trying to say that with this or was this really just a, a girl having a conversation about astrology because she likes yeah, astrology I mean, I, I, you know it just seemed like a character thing for me like she's the astrology person i mean obviously kind of a foreshadowing that something bad is going to happen oh know, yeah, definitely um, what do you guys right. think about the 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 van scene uh, when they pick up the hitchhiker? Well, I've got a I've got one better. How do we feel about Franklin? Saturn is definitely mm-hmm. in retrograde for Franklin. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> I mean, dude falls trying to take a piss, falls down a hill. Hey, 
don't put your friend who's in a wheelchair at the top of a hill. Okay. Yeah. Probably just good advice for. No. Or better then, yet, let, let's push him into the high grass out of West Texas that is full of fucking rattlesnakes. I'm going to push you into this grass that's three foot high and let you get bit by rattlesnakes. Well, you can't tell because your legs don't work, but you're just going to die of poison. Right, in, right. Any hey, now. what's that? What are those holes in my leg? I didn't feel that. Oh, anything. I didn't feel that. Oh, I'm oh dying. It's a big Western Diamondback rattler just bit me. <laughs> it's all good. I'm all right. Just cut my leg off. I can't feel it. Poor dude got skinned up. My question is, is why was Franklin even on this trip? Well, Franklin was wondering the same thing. Well, yeah, because he, he he you regret taking me. Why did you take me? Yeah. If 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 he didn't want to go, and you regret having him uh, here, maybe he did want to. Why go the fuck did you bring him first? But well, you know, when he realizes, oh, we're driving across Texas, it's hot as shit in here. I'm uncomfortable. Uh, you know, I've, I'm with two couples. I'm the I'm the odd man out. Like, well, what is the point of Franklin anyway? I mean, other than the fact that he brings them to that house, it's his fault. Yeah, well, I mean, it's their house. It's Sally's dad's house too, because they're brother and sister, and it's his dad's grandpa's pro- grandpa's. Yeah, our grandpa's house. Grandpa's. I thought, house. He, I thought he said dad. Didn't Sally say she stayed there? Yeah, in the nursery. It was the grandpa's house, though. It wasn't yeah. her house. Yeah, it wasn't her. Yeah, yeah. but uh, so I, this she, was my first time realizing. Sorry, that they the whole reason they were driving around was to check the cemetery. the grave. Yeah, because I all this, I, yeah. I like for, had forgotten yeah. that. So like, it's all because now. Hold on. The the we're just gonna call him the hitchhiker. Okay, so it's all because the hitchhiker did that, right? All that shit, all that shit at the at the grave site with the flashing camera. That's all just that's he's all an him. artistic fellow. You catch that when Drayton Sawyer sees yeah, him on the yeah. on the on the driveway later, and he's like, "I told you not these to are things that, that I had not before." Yeah, you know, like, like everyone knows this movie top to bottom. Right. I had seen it a few times, but. For me, I, I wasn't paying that much attention, I guess. Honestly, I I probably would have told you I know the movie top to bottom until I watched it this time. And then I was just like, wow, why have I never picked up on half this shit I'm seeing now? <laughs> it's a lot oh, tighter. Like yeah. everything fits together nicely more than I thought it did. Yeah. I thought it was just kind of wild. I mean, how long how long ago, Josh? Tight. How long yeah. ago, Josh, did you realize that when he put the blood on the side of the van, he wasn't doing it? He was marking the van. Well, yeah, I mean, they they say yeah. that in the movie, and I, I'd heard that before, but tying that into the fact that they're talking about astrology signs and Saturn in retrograde and all that, and then the marking on the van, like, all that stuff started to kind of connect photo? for me this like time. Like a voodoo ritual? Like, yeah. I have a, I have a question. Okay. I, like, I have a confusion thing that you can, hopefully okay. you guys can clear up for me. They Hold go on. to the gas station. Okay. okay. Doesn't the gas station guy try to talk them out of going to that house? Yes. But then isn't is that not him later that is the cook? Is that not him? Yeah. So why would he try to yeah, talk them out of leaving when he ends up capturing them anyway? I think he well, I th- honestly, truly, I think he just wanted to keep them away from the house because of the boy, uh, the hitchhiker, Nubins, whatever you want to count, because he'd been around there. I think he really kind of didn't want people to know where they were at because it is literally right next door to but their house. But did he not see the, the marked van because they had the door open or something? I'm just trying to understand why he would, if they've marked the van and who are you marking it for? Certainly the gas station guy. He's the only one that sees the van, right? Well, you if you think about it, while he's talking to him, he says, the fuel transport's not coming today. Oh, it'll be here later. Or He changed that story three times as he talked to him because I think he realized, oh, I can put these guys on a plate later. 
You think uh, you think that he did have gas the whole time? Probably. I think so. Okay. And and Franklin's eating human, right? That's. I had the exact same question. I was like, so Frank is eating, or uh, he's got his yeah, so cigar. Frank is eating human meat, his, right? His, his sausage his meat cigar. His sausage cigar is is made from human. Because he keeps looking at it, like when he eats it, he's like, huh, it's kind of weird, doesn't he? But they all ate it because he said, "Hey, I got some barbecue," and he's the yeah, only yeah, one yeah. eating. The other ones probably ate it too. Yeah, but stupid old Franklin's the only one with it hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. I, I will say, I will say, they do a great job of you wanting Franklin to die. No, see, fast. I was sympathetic to Franklin. I was because and, he's in a bad situation. He can't get around. He's the fifth man or fifth person yeah. out. You know, you got the two couples. You got two cute girls that are. Yeah. Well, one of them's a sister. sister. Well, in Alabama, that would work. But uh, I don't know, bud. Texas? (laughs) No, that's Alabama and West Virginia, buddy. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, I yeah, one's a sister, but still, I mean, he's the odd man out, like you say, and they're all having fun. He he's like in the house; he can't even move around, like you say. He's, I I don't know. He's kind of sympathetic to me, but yeah, he's also pretty annoying. Yeah, he can't, but I also think it's not just the fact that he's uh, in a wheelchair. I think he's mentally handicapped a little too. Like there's, he's not really all there because the way they talked to him, like he said, he's just digging the knife in the side of the van, kind of looking around. Oh, I didn't realize I was doing it. You know, he's, I don't think he's really a hundred percent there. Well, I did a little bit of research on the movie this time. And, and what I found it was, uh, this was a, an awful production. They had to work in hundred degree heat in Texas at like 16 hour days because they had a, such a tight budget. They had to get it shot as quickly as possible. Of course they went over, they, they overshot that. So there's a lot of bad stories from set from this movie. One of them is uh, everybody's costumes. They only had one set of, and some of them like the one that Gunnar Hansen who plays Leatherface wore, were like dyed. So they would match a certain color and everything. So they were afraid to send them to the cleaners because they thought it might screw it up and it would play with the continuity of the shots. <laughs> and uh, so hard, hardly any of the costumes were washed. So everybody smelled terrible. The outfit that Sally was wearing by the end of the sh- uh, shoot was apparently drenched in so much fake blood that it was basically hard, like cardboard. And, uh, and just the fact that the heat really got to everything. And, uh, but also the actor who plays Franklin was a method actor and they weren't really aware of that because these were kind of relatively unknown actors. And when they cast them, they didn't realize that the guy who plays Franklin was method. And so he just stayed Franklin the entire shoot and it, and it got on everybody's nerves. And especially uh, the, the young lady who plays Sally, like, cause they're brother and sister and he's constantly nagging her. Like a lot of the arguments you see between Franklin and Sally in these scenes are her genuinely like upset at this guy. So, I mean, you've got all this stuff, just adding insult to injury with the heat and the, the lack of budget. And then people are getting on each other's nerves. Like, um, even so much so that the girl, the other girl, that's not Sally, I don't know her name. Um, Pam, uh, she, she got to wear shorts. And people started to resent her on set <laughs> because she had a comfortable outfit. Right, Everybody right. else has long pants yeah, she had on. Shorts and, shit. and a backless shirt. So it, she yeah. was more comfortable than anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So like she had the comfortable outfit uh, over everybody. Yeah, I re- I read that uh, Gunner had to wear that the mask and everything 
it was like you said uh 12 to 16 hours a day 110 degrees seven days a week for a month and wow. that hundred something degree heat and i'm like wow and they only and they only had one of each mask so the one that he wears for a long time like he had to wear that same one drenched yeah, in sweat and it just, was cool ugh. fact about where this uh we're talking about this stuff being out in texas uh the gas station is in Bastrop, Texas. It's still there, and they operate it as a barbecue shack and Texas Chainsaw Massacre memorabilia place. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, it's only about three hours from mm-hmm. where I live. Uh, but uh, I have a, a close friend of mine who has a, a relative that he's a big Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan. He actually dons full Leatherface gear and goes and works there every now and then and does the whole Leatherface chasing people around because you can camp there. They have a hotel there and you can have the whole experience. Kind of like the thing that we were talking about at the, the camp near you, Josh, where they do the Friday the 13th thing. But yeah, th- this movie was very hard to make. Like I said, I think, and I think that really helped with the horrible. Sometimes it does. Yeah. Because it did help. I mean, look at, I mean, it looks dirty, gringy, nasty. Nobody wants to fucking be there. They're scared shitless. I want to go home. I'm over this. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. I think it helped the film actually. Sometimes I mean, it helps it. movies. I mean, like, like for better or for worse, sometimes people go through hell, and it ends up making you know the art better. Yeah. Um, and I I have a hard time remembering where I've talked about this, but I know I've talked about it on some podcasts before. But like that's where I think a lot of remakes just fail on the on the sheer fact that to solve a bunch of problems because of necessity and. The shark was supposed to be in it more. The shark didn't work, so therefore it wasn't in it. Therefore, you have more suspense. Like, you you think about all of those aspects of it, and that's why that movie is a classic. It's kind of the same thing for a movie like this. Like, all the aspects of that are what make a movie like this what it is. And, you know, I again, like I said, the, the, the remake pays a lot of respect to this movie, and I think it is a very well-made remake. But it still fails on just what this movie is. This movie is just, yeah, this movie is just sheer fucking terror from the moment it starts to the moment it ends. And I think they really linger on Sally's terror later. Like, let's talk about uh, Pam and Kirk finding the house here. I mean, Pam gets stuck on a hook and has to hang there watching, you know, her boyfriend get decapitated. And, and yeah, they really just take their time with those moments. And you're just like, God damn, like that shit is brutal, you know? And, and the other thing, like another uh, part of the iconoclast of this movie, I guess, is just like, you know, there's always that, that first reveal of our killer sort of oh, thing. Oh, dude, that's fucking awesome. And yeah, this movie, and that's another interesting aspect of the filmmaking of this that I found out is when Toby Hooper was cutting the film together, Whenever he would have certain shots like the introduction of Leatherface, if you notice that shot cuts up to him and you barely catch a glimpse of his face and it cuts to the next shot, he intentionally would withhold uh, like four or five um, frames from the film to make it that much more uncomfortable when shit like that happens. So you're you, you watching it, you're just as like adjusted to like what just happened as the person that's being yeah, attacked. Uh- I love that whole sequence. Obviously, that incredible shot of her walking up to the house after Kirk gets gets hit, you know, that, that mm-hmm. follows her up to the house from the swing. Mm-hmm. Incredible shot. I mean, that's like the shot right. of the film. Yeah, because uh, it's zoomed in on her ass. I know that's thing. It is zoomed shot. in on her ass, but, you know. <laughs> that's why Eric's bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shot of the film. Uh, 
but yes, besides the ass, it's it's besides a, the ass. I mean, along with the ass, it's a great. I mean, that shot is just so iconic to me. Like when that happens, like that's the when I think of Texas Chainsaw. That's the shot I think of was is her hearing something and going up to that house, and I love when Kirk gets gets clobbered on like you said the reveal and that metal door uh dude the metal yeah. door slamming the sound design metal door like the sound so brutal like, uh of course cool. they 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 mirror Chicken the skin. whole conversation of of the 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 cow killing the cow with the mallet you know he uh, uh kirk is twitching mm-hmm. and flopping around and it takes a second hit um yeah all of that is just so brutal and it there's nothing added to it like like we were talking about before it is just clonk the sound of the the hammer hitting the head and the sound of the body flopping around and then him dragging in and slamming that metal door and it's and it's not like and it's not like the normal movie sound effects like a hammer hitting or a door closing like it is it it feels like it is in the moment, like they just fucking mic'd up those instruments. It's like you're standing there watching it, and yeah, like it, 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 nothing's dialed up for yeah. for style, you know. It, it's just happening. Yeah, I mean, you get that whole sequence, like you said, mm-hmm. of Kurt going there. He gets whacked, pulls him in the door slamming. Mean, they even did a good job of that in the remake too, of that shot. Uh, but I still think the other iconic shot, other than the very end, is when. Like you said, you keep he makes, and that's the thing is Leatherface is smart. He knows they're there. He's making these noises to lure them in. Like he did it with Kirk, like <laughs> <Yeah>. the little <laughs> he's doing that, and he does and he does that to uh Pam too. <laughs> but I think the, the iconic shot is when she walks in the house and he comes at her and the whole right out the front door and he's grabbing her. Yep. And that's she's getting, like, to me is the, the iconic yeah. shot, you know. Yeah, I mean, how many memes have we seen about that? It says free hugs. And it's Leatherface <laughs> holding her, you know, <laughs> who needs a hug? So, I mean, and like you said, and then the other terror you see on her face when it, the couple shots you get of a dragon and they show and you get that behind the meat hook shot and you know what's coming. I mean, they're telling you, yeah. but they're like, there's no way they're going to do it. They're not going to. do it. Oh, fuck. He's doing it. And he just lays her up there. And there's really not a sound of the hook going in there's no like splorch sound like you're like it's just kind of like sticks her on it and you're like wait hey, is she on hang the hook? around for a minute the hook oh god she's still alive and then he just goes <laughs> to work on kirk goes to work on kirk yeah. <laughs> but what's Ryan. funny is the, the name of the movie is the texas chainsaw massacre we don't even get to see leatherface till about the 35 minute mark of this movie and only one person is yep. dispatched with a chainsaw in this movie. He uses it to cut Kirk up, but Kurt's already dead. And then gets he trouble. killed a door. He killed a door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no. Oh, no. He killed Franklin with the chainsaw. That's what, no, that's what saying. I'm saying. He's got oh, yeah, Kirk yeah. with the chainsaw. That's true. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think of, of like the look of, of Leatherface? Just the whole vibe of Leatherface as a horror icon. I think it's fantastic. It's dirty, nasty. Like he's something really wrong with him. They're not a very wealthy family. He's almost like childlike. Yeah. So yeah, here, here's another one. Uh, yeah. So like, like the- he's like scared, and you can you know like his. Uh, now who is the guy? 
Who is the old man? He's listed as the old man. Is he their father? Is he an older brother? How how does he fit in with? Well, he's Drayton. Uh, Drayton Sawyer. This is this is one thing that I'm going to get into about like comparing the remake to this one is like they leave a lot of things open for you to to either not know or interpret or interpret on your own in this movie. They do a better job of laying that kind of stuff out for you in the remake. Um, because, you know, you had the question of why would he tell them to not go to the house if he's just going to lure them to the house? Like, and it's kind of one of those things where like, they just like to poke and prod. Like they like to give them the opportunity to, 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 to leave. But of course they know they're not going to like, it's, right. it's almost like a, a they game. They certainly toy playing. with them. Yeah. Yeah. So they lay a lot of that out in the remake. And that's another thing that I think kind of helps, helps that movie a little bit is you got, you have a little bit of insight into it. For a guy like me, explain what his relationship is to the hitchhiker and Leatherface. What is their relationship? They talk about grandpa. I assume the hitchhiker and Leatherface are brothers. Is that a correct assumption? Help me out, guys. They could all be brothers, actually. I just don't know who, yeah, the old man, is, as he's listed, the gas station guy, the cook. Because yeah. he, at one point, disciplines mm-hmm. them. But then, the, then later, the hitchhiker is giving him all kinds of shit and like doesn't seem to be even remotely respecting him. He says, "You're just a cook. You don't." Yeah, do the but work. like in the driveway, he gets knocked around, yelled at, like disciplined by the cook guy. So I'm just yeah. confused as to. I think who he's he the is. older yeah. brother. That's where older I, brother. I'm, I think I'm going with because I mean they're they're all Sawyer's. Grandpa's around. I mean, well, when she goes upstairs, it's actually Grandma and Grandpa, but Grandma's definitely dead. Yeah, uh, but. uh yeah, that's all I could think of because it really doesn't tell you. But I think in the uh, the newer one, he's like an uncle. He's not their dad either. I don't think. Yeah the 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 new the remake sets up a whole lot more of the family where it's really just the three of them right. and zombie uh, grandpa. Just quickly on on Leatherface, one um, thing that I love about Leatherface and his design is that he has like a trail of smoke from his uh, chainsaw. Like when he's running and there's like, there's like a, to me, that's part of his character. Like there's like a trail of smoke, like just gross, dirty chainsaw smoke behind him. It's part of the gross clothes are dirty. He's obviously got a flesh mask on. That's gross. He's sweaty. He's dirty. He's, you know, got blood on him and dirty clothes and that dirty, like coughing uh, chainsaw is just such a cool visual when he's running and there's there's this trail behind him. You know what I mean? It's a cool visual. It's a cool visual and then the design of the leather face and all that's great, but like how practical really? Like if you're chasing somebody, wouldn't you just want to turn it off? You know, you might be able to sneak up on them a little bit better that way. Well, sneaking up, but if you're chasing them, no, you want it running because <laughs> uh do have you ever tried to start a chainsaw on a whim? It ain't happening. I'm just saying, if you got somebody that's running from you and you want to in the, in the chase, you want it on, you want it ready to go. So you can saw when you catch them, but you got to have like minimum distance there, man. So you're close so you can get them. But if you're trying to sneak up on a motherfucker, it would be easier to just put the thing down and just chase them. Yeah. Cause chainsaws are like the the one I had at the beginning. It's a smaller chainsaw for smaller trees. It's still pretty heavy. So, I mean, but I mean, Gunner and uh, he's a big guy. That's one reason, like, because I don't think he was the original guy they had for Leatherface. Something happened with the other guy and they brought him in and they liked his stature. Uh, he's a bigger guy, but I think he, I think, I think he could haul around the chainsaw a lot better than I can. 
And I even had that in my notes as well. Like, I mean, he's a big guy, you know, awesome for chubby guys who can fucking run marathons because he's hauling ass in them damn woods. I mean, that chase scene with uh, Sally is to the house and then all the way back to the gas station later. Yeah, I mean, they're they're really getting their steps in for the day. You yeah, know what I mean? Most definitely. Uh, and she's getting whacked with branches, tree branches and everything yeah. else. More more funny uh, behind the scenes stuff that was getting on people's nerves. Like Gunnar Hansen said that he did not like the actor who played Franklin. And when he got to kill Franklin, it was like the best day ever because he didn't have to come to set. <laughs> so anymore. they filmed his death last. Um, so when oh you kill man. him, he's actually not coming back <laughs> after that. And what's funny is Toby Hooper also didn't really get along with the guy who played Franklin too well. And then saw him a couple of years later. And they had lunch together, and he realized then that the actor was was method, and he was staying in character for the movie. And he and from that point on, like they continued to talk and were like great friends up until the time Toby yeah. Toby Hooper passed away. It wasn't it wasn't Paul A. Partain that Toby Hooper didn't like. It was Franklin. Yeah, he didn't like he didn't dislike the guy yeah, he, exactly. He disliked Franklin, but Paul was Franklin during the movie. Okay. I got <laughs> so. you. Did Paul make people? push him around in a wheelchair was he actually wheelchair bound do you know or probably not if he was a method actor, he made everybody push him around <laughs> oh that would have led yeah i would have fucking hated serious that guy. method right there i'd be like so dude can you actually walk oh yeah i can walk oh i would have fucking pushed him out of the wheelchair <laughs> like but where i was going with that also is the actress who plays sally um she was not very fast at running and Gunner would <laughs> consistently keep up with her. So he had to like slow himself down. So when you see him running, chasing her and he stops and he starts like yeah. cutting away at tree branches and stuff, right. it's because he was gaining on her too fast and he had to keep himself busy so he wouldn't get to her. Uh, I agree. She did not have a great running uh, form. Also, it's hard to run fast when you're screaming the whole time. Um, that's the yeah. one thing that's not realistic mm -hmm. about this movie is that I think if you're running, you wouldn't scream while running. I think you'd, you'd, you'd run, you scream when you get surprised. This would be scream, ah! And then that's how I scream when I'm scared. Ah! And, and then when you're running, it's <laughs> let's hoof it. You know, I'm in the, I'm in the finals. I'm in the, yeah, the, this is a, the Olympics. Going for the gold, man. Run. Yeah. You, you run for your life. You're not going to scream while you do it. You you got to go. You pull it. You pull a. You pull a Reggie from Friday Thirteenth Part Five. You yeah. let out a nice big fat girly scream, and then you just haul ass. It's all about breathing. You got to keep breathing because she does run a lot in this movie. By the time this movie is over, I am so overhearing screaming that I'm ready to shoot myself. Like it. it like the last. <laughs> the last scene of this movie. Is yeah. so difficult to get through for yeah, me. Yeah, I was watching. I was finishing it. I actually had to finish the movie today, like a couple hours ago. And my kids were in the living room. Mm -hmm. I was watching it in my bedroom, and you know that my my older kids are old enough <laughs> to watch it, but they were like, "What were you watching?" Because we just heard people screaming for like fifteen or twenty <laughs> minutes straight. I'm like, "Yeah, you heard one person <laughs> screaming." Well, they scream with her at the dinner. Yeah, for a while. Well, they're they're howling and screaming. Yeah, but I'll, I'll just say this, dude. I, I thought it was I would have to give one knock on this is like, you know, the whole chasing and things for horror movies. Not only does she jump out the window once, twice, she jumps out the window twice in the movie. And Two I'm window like, jumps. And I will have mm -hmm. to say, I understand, like you said, we're trying to do this whole, 
you know, one shot thing, chasing, do the chasing to the house and then the chasing from the house back to the gas station. We could have edited that out a lot. Well, dude, this movie's already only like 80 something minutes long. Like, yeah, it's 83 minutes already. So I don't know that you want to edit too much out. Oh, I mean, we still could. We still could have edited that. We could have done some more killing or something. Uh, You know, we could have maybe had another person that they just yeah, yeah randomly that's true yeah you know. give a little more time for the for the kurt cut up or something yeah uh, let's let's show some you know cutting some yeah. stuff up i mean this movie's shot in august maybe do a little fillet we're trying to get some ribs ready for labor day it's only a few weeks away yeah football season's around the corner <laughs> yeah football season's getting up man we gotta have the brisket ready yeah. brisket <laughs> so it's really yeah. uh kirk make some kirk steaks <laughs> kirk steak Skirt steak, Kirk, Kirk steak, steak. <laughs> Kirk steak tacos. <laughs> what's trying. that god? What's the other guy's name? Oh, Jerry. Damn it, Jerry. Uh, make some Jerry, uh, Jerry, Jerry jerky, Jerry, Jerry jerky. jerky. There you go. Some Pam, help me out. Some Pam, Pam chops, Pam chops, Pam chops. <laughs> hey, and Franklin Franks, <laughs> Franklin Franks. Uh, you should write the menu for the barbecue place that that's in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Franklin Franks, jerk Jerry, or or jerked Jerry. We could do that too if you want to do jerk a little Jerry, a little, do a little Caribbean Jamaican uh, type yeah. thing on there. Jerk Jerry. Damn, Jerry! You jumped in a creek for a burrito? What'd you do for a Klondike bar? Kill your wife? You know, whatever. Oh, dude, I need to call this place to say, hey, I got some ideas for some food if you don't already hey, have this. If that place doesn't have Pam Chops, <laughs> and I don't know what they're doing. They're, Pam they're Chops. Behind the, the, or even Jerk Jerry. They're missing a fucking opportunity. <laughs> or Frank, yeah. the, the, the Franklin Franks is, man, dude. Yeah, Franklin made... Franks, yeah, get that on the smoker. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Sally? Now, the, speaking of smoker, before we move on into getting to the whole thing at the house, the stuff that's in the pit, when they zoom in, I can never make it out if it's up body part i couldn't tell either but i i couldn't you know because the way she stares at it you're like i, I keep looking is it heart a toe i don't know well, what the yeah, fuck it and, is. At, <laughs> at this point at this point you're not i as a viewer like as a first watch viewer at this point mm-hmm. you're not 100 percent sure if this gas station guy is bad or good right like yeah. there's some reasons to look at this guy and go oh, he's a little creepy but he said he was going to go get the car and help her out he hasn't come back with the rope yet so yeah, I think she is looking at that and going, she's like us. We're, she's looking at it going, is that because we had a guy, is yeah. that he put her on the hook? Is that so, a rump roast? Oh, my yeah. God. Kirk had a tattoo on his ass. But I agree. I was <laughs> I was studying that meat myself. Whoa. Uh, Jesus Christ. He <laughs> oh, was studying the Franklin uh, Franks. You could you could you could see the look on Eric's face change from fucking <laughs> he was like, I just said something that's gonna get me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I was studying that meat. Uh let me tell you. So anyway, I was studying that meat and uh, I couldn't tell. I, I was, yeah. you know, I was like, is that a person? Is that a leg? It looked weird, though. Like, it didn't look like your it didn't average. It look like regular meat. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking of like my normal cuts, beef, pork cuts. I'm like, nothing in there looks totally right. You've got yeah, some no weird... ribs. Uh, yeah, like a... there's no like big old, big old leg hanging there or anything like from a, yeah. 
you know, it doesn't look totally right. So yeah, yeah I, I think it's safe to assume that there's some human meat going on in there cooking. It looked pretty good though, I'm not gonna lie. And we got the hunger. The hunger? Mm -hmm. That's how you become a cannibal, D. Look, you get one taste of delicious, delicious human meat, none of this stuff ever satisfies you ever again. I mean, but right here, from this point on, like uh, you get the gas station, Drayton Sawyer, when he walks back in with the rope and the, the burlap bag and dude th the look on his face and his teeth when he's whacking her with a fucking broom he gets yeah. her in a truck and he's like poker <laughs> it's okay it's okay <laughs> i'm gonna poke you with this broom a lot we spent a lot of time in that truck like all that it stuff. builds it, but it builds up this mm -hmm. anxiety no it totally does and yeah and and by the time you get in the house and you I, man that whole sequence really is i to me what really makes this movie from the point we get to the house and like her nightmare starts. Yeah. yeah, like as she gets captured in the gas station and you have to take the time to watch her get tied up as she's fighting him and 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 then put in the car and you get this kind of long, kind of drawn out car scene. Maybe it's only a couple minutes, but it feels like a long time. Like, yeah, I feel like a modern movie would go. He'd go click, clunk, click. and she'd wake up at, at the dinner scene. But yeah. with this, it's we're gonna see her get tied up. Yeah. We're gonna see her get dragged out to the truck. We're gonna see the truck drive. You know, uh, we're gonna see her have to get kind of harassed and tied to the chair. We have to watch her get tied to the chair. All that stuff really starts, like you say, it builds this terror. And by the time you reach grandpa sucking her finger <laughs> after they cut her finger. Which they really cut her finger, by the way. Yes, they had to re actually, really. They tried over and over again. It wouldn't work because of the heat and Gunner getting pissed. He took it off and cut her fucking finger. Wow, to get the gnarly. scene done. Uh, that's pretty well, harsh. That's, that's yeah. pretty gnarly. I did not know that. I'm not a historian of this film. Yikes! Yeah. I, I, so her screams are probably pretty accurate there, yeah. and that's a little uncomfortable. Makes me. I'm going to be a little more yeah. uncomfortable next time I watch. <laughs> what kind of chair was that she was tied to? Would it be an armchair? Oh, <laughs> I had to throw an Eric dad joke in there. What's it an armchair? But dude, yeah. that, I mean, that looks great. The, the effects with the uh, body parts, even at the beginning of the movie with the freaking decomposed, you know, flesh oh, on the yeah. skeleton, mm -hmm. on the, the big statue that he built at the beginning of the movie. The imagery, the imagery of this movie is the other thing that makes it for sure. <laughs> you, you yeah. have to think that, uh, that seven really, uh, took a lot of inspiration from this movie as well i think uh, the the the, the yeah. snapshots the flashes of the crime scene that kind of stuff i, I don't yeah. know that's all i could think of oh god how, how did i forget to talk about the opening scene with the yeah. fucking flashes that everybody fucking rips off it's all you hear every movie even oh. in the uh remake <laughs> It's great for this. Uses it's great it. for this. But when each of the sequels continue to try and use that shit, but it's other, so good. Oh, they've, they've I've heard it in other horror movies dirt too. At this point. In other movies, you hear yeah. that camera, the camera noise, basically. Yeah. 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 But yeah. but what's funny is when you hear it, you think of this movie or the remake. Immediately, you know what the noise comes from. Like yeah. you hear, Ch -ch -ch, you know that's Jason. You know, you hear the ding, ding, ding. You hear that camera noise. Right. I think of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Immediately. Which is funny, considering the, of the of the absence of score. That's the things that have to fill that in here. Is the, you know, that's why we don't. That's why this that not, that noise will always register as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's the only thing we have to identify it with in that sort of a sense. But I like know? that uh, uh, 
we get well we had leatherface when we were talking about the beginning you said the multiple mask well when you notice when they show up and he's all pissed about did you catch all the kids blah 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 he's wearing like the grandma mask like he's right. the the mother of the family mm-hmm. uh which is some of the ed gein thing because they said he was uh you know he was a guy but he dressed in women's clothes like women's body skin to make himself look like a woman so right. they kind of threw some of that in there mm-hmm. and then in the dinner table he's got the new ma- the another mask on it's all got the blush and the lipstick with the nice dinner jacket and a tie well that was the only way he could have a personality is if they changed up the mask like that and gunner hansen said that you know and eric you brought this up earlier that he seemed like he was special needs uh, jason said that but yeah I said that Did about I? Franklin. I said that oh, about Franklin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay, um, no, it, I mean, he's certainly like, yeah, he's certainly simple in some kind of way. And Gunnar Hansen actually studied special needs pe- people. and and Yeah, I mean, when he's getting yelled at and he's kind of cowering and, you know, ch- he's childlike. Well, uh, it's a scene yeah. that we skipped over at the beginning, uh, toward the beginning when he's catching all these people coming through the house where we actually get to see the camera follow him. He goes and looks out the window and he sits down and we get the real close up of his face where he's licking his teeth licking his and, lips and, and, and in his eyes you know but there's something it's like he's worried because he's going to get he knows he's going to get in trouble if he doesn't catch all of them right so yeah. it's like right. i mean he's the he's it could totally kick the other two guys' ass he's way right, bigger right. than they are but like you said he's simple he's, right. he's he might be a little slow underdeveloped mentally you know but he's the muscle of the family so he's the butcher he is the butcher. And, you know, you guys brought up uh, Sally jumping out the window twice, but, like, that first time when she's in the house, she goes upstairs and she sees Leatherface. There's no fucking hesitation, buddy. She just fucking runs out that goddamn window, and I love, love that shit so much. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I Smart even, girl, smart I, girl. I, I even wrote that down. Uh, Sally's the originator of parkour. <laughs> parkour parkour hey, she goes she out the second twice. story second story the first time and just takes off she's freaking hard ass dude wow another question for you guys uh the the old man okay the cook grandpa he's he's a little right, no wait no 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 not grandpa okay. the other guy drayton Drayton. he's talking about Drayton. he's his name is drayton sawyer when do we learn that so the second movie he's uh yeah He's I'm sorry. Kind of I'm sorry. Am I boring you? <laughs> it's a long day. So he's uh he's kind of squeamish, right? About the killing part. Yeah, because he kind of says he wants to walk away. He likes when to cook, get... but he yeah. doesn't like the he doesn't like that they're about to kill her. Like he's getting the willies a little bit. He's a coward. Uh yeah. Which is an interesting little wrinkle of like, you know, everyone's crazy, everyone's a crazy killer, but like he doesn't really like the killing part. He just wants you kill it. I'll I'll cook it. You know what I mean? What do you think about grandpa? Why not get an old man? Why get a person and cover them in rubber? And you know what's funny? The the actor who plays Drayton Sawyer was 20 years older than the guy playing grandpa in the scene. What's that about? <laughs> oh, he's got oh, no. a metal bucket. I could do it in one swing just like grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> grandpa can't even hold the hammer another fun production note that's a real hammer that hit sally in the fucking head cut she got her actual head hit marilyn burns she hurt herself pretty badly jumping out that window actually she didn't do the jump out the window but 
they got the shot with the stunt double, and then when she did the shot of her falling to the ground, she oh, hurt herself. Come on, Marilyn. The stunt double. <laughs> really? Stunt double got to do everything. Um, it, and I'm assuming that Marilyn's the same girl that's going to be in the new, uh, the yes. new Netflix one. Yes. They said uh, that. I think so. Interesting. I mean, Gunners can't because he passed away, but it's not but, she's not listed in by the way marilyn burns is not oh she passed away in 2014 guys <laughs> so the it's the it's same, same character, character but it's yeah. not the same actress i just yeah, was curious because i had not yeah, followed supposed, Mar- marilyn burns <laughs> yeah it's supposed to be sally and that's it is sally i, I know that but. let's talk about that after we get done with this yeah so, yeah sorry I, me and josh had us me and we had a, a short conversation about this the other day but that dinner scene uh, i think i read that they had to, it was like they had to hurry up and get it done they were running out of time with i think the guy that plays grandpa uh and they took them 27 straight hours mm-hmm. to hurry up and get that whole scene done 100 degree heat outside the house was not insulated the inside of the inside of that house was an absolute nightmare to work in and that's another thing that led to everybody just having the worst time with this movie is the just the heat conditions and then working in the house just was yeah, terrible for rough. everybody. And also Gunner Gunner Hansen, even though he's a tall guy, wore three inch lift shoes to make Leatherface seem bigger. And he would constantly hit his head on the, the tops of the doors and whatnot. But that whole dinner scene, like even before she jumps back out the window and runs off, the extreme close-ups of the eyeball. Yes. The the close-ups of uh Drayton mm-hmm. and hitchhiker and leatherface and grandpa i mean we get a whole couple minutes of no talking it's just that of pure freaking terror yeah. of what's going on it, it is and a nightmare the, the man just like get closer yeah, and closer, fucking... closer till it's like dude you can weird... see like up into her eyeball like veins yeah yeah you're just really getting the sort of uh the sort of wet like veiny you know, close-ups of the eye. It's just so visceral. It's so uh, sweaty and, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, as she's just, she's terrified. I mean, I can't think of a, it's hard to think of a, a movie scene that that portrays terror as well as that. She is scared absolutely shitless. Like, like you and, said, and there's no dialogue going on, yeah. nothing. Yeah. They're screaming yeah. and yelling right along with her, which, you know, just makes her even more hysterical thank god dude could you imagine being fucking sliced up with a straight razor Ugh. Ugh. i don't do i mean straight razors in movies give me the willies or scalpels like halloween 2 or things like that like anyone <laughs> slashing a scalpel around yeah i don't like that shit pet cemetery ah that's a good one pet cemetery uh murder in the first hey trick that's or a, treat with another the razor uh, knife on the uh achilles yeah yeah we just named three Achilles slices in a row. Oh, yeah. There. Top four, top four Achilles slices. Top four Achilles <laughs> top slices. Four Achilles slices. <laughs> and you can't talk about Achilles from Troy. No. <laughs> you can't use that one. But uh, yeah, the whole thing where she actually jumps out the window and now it's the sun's starting to come up. Like we've had this, like you said, this it, not a lot of jumping around from time of day. It's like it's just a straight through flow of yeah. one night of fucking terror after mm-hmm. uh after we ran in the leather face in the probably the evening time right yeah the but, only real time jump is is when she passes out yeah, i think right that's really about it yeah kind of in between the the first kills and the, the second 
Yeah. But dude, like you said, when he's chasing her and he's just steadily cutting her back up with that razor knife, dude. I know. But I love the kill of the, getting hit by the 18 wing. Fuck yes. Dude, and you what see, a the, satisfying, see the body like, go under the tires. Yeah. They, didn't do it. they didn't even do it. And I like that part because a lot of movies, they do that. They do the cutaway. You see the initial hit is done. No, you see the fake body rolling up under the tires all the way down. This movie kind of breaks all the sort of normal rules of movies in so many ways. Like, uh, and and, yeah. and it that's why like a modern movie just it, it doesn't feel like you said it doesn't feel the same because there's too much going into it yeah this one just feels like just really like a, a documentary footage or something it just feels gross feels real this is another movie like like very relative to psycho you know we've talked about you know what's a movie you would yeah. love to go back and watch Ooh back when it first came out like psycho like how did people respond to psycho like i can't fucking imagine 1974 you're watching this fucking movie dude and you don't know what is going on no yeah. score not like any fucking movie you've ever seen and then yes. the way this fucking movie ends and i'm supposed to leave my fucking theater after this movie ends and you don't give me a satisfying ending like well it is in some ways satisfying Sally escapes, but I know what you mean. It ends abruptly. Uh, you know, Leatherface is throwing his tantrum and it's loud and it's crazy. And then it cuts off and all right, head home. Imagine you live in Texas. Yeah. And you had to take a long country road back home <laughs> after watching this shit. It's, it's just like what Jason and I talked about with Halloween. Like it, uh, it's, it's another one of those movies that puts you, puts that thought in your mind of like, he's, he's still out there. And I think that's ultimately where the sequels to to this and like the remakes and everything they're doing for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series is they they're constantly just rehashing the same thing over and over again. Well, that's what a sequel is. I mean, you can't abandon all of it and it will never be as good as the original, no matter what you do. And, and it's just like. And again, with the comparison to like something like Jaws, it was such a troubled production. The reason it is as good as it is is because of what they went through to make it. Um it's it's hard for us to get a lot of first now. It's hard for us to be like completely blown away by a movie like like this one would have been back in '74. You know, right? I mean, um, it, it kind of happened again with uh, with uh, Blair Witch. I think, you know, you, you can kind of look at Blair Witch as as kind of a spiritual mm -hmm. sequel in a way, or you know, a, a spiritual connection to this movie. Same with same Thrall. with Psycho, where it you right. know, yeah, you're you're kind of towing the line of like is this real is this not audiences aren't sure there's it's just a little uncomfortable mm -hmm. but yeah in in the information age so to speak you can't you can't pull one over on people anymore you can't it's harder and harder to do things like that yeah and so. you had people that tried to do the toby hooper thing and uh get like i spit on your grave later where they tried to make this really dirty nasty uncomfortable film and everything and yeah. it's it's and it did i mean they did. It got pulled from theaters because they're people like it's too much and yeah. stuff like that. But then you got, you know, years later, basically when we brought about Rob Zombie earlier, that's all House of a Thousand Corpses is. Is an or homage to Texas Green Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, or Green Inferno. Yeah. Just yeah. as another one pushing the envelope. Uh uh what's Yeah. Green Inferno is more like Animal, this age's yeah. uh, cannibal holocaust only they're not they're they're not they're not doing hostile, what they were doing in cannibal you know, like, holocaust and there are certain area. stepping stones or 
Yeah. Well, you can say that, like you said, the first Saw movie, it changed. We, we said that before in a previous episode. It changed a lot when that came out. Right. And that mm-hmm. led to us having movies like Hostel, where they just kept, right. let's push the, the, you know, the gore, disgusting factor as far as we can. And that's when they started doing those movies. So, but I mean, Toby Hooper, as Josh has said many times, it was definitely lightning in a bottle in the state of Texas for him to do this movie in 1974. And I mean, I've read many reviews from renowned critics and everything. And they're like, this movie is a big part of the history of cinema. It's not just a horror movie. It is part of cinematic history. Sure. And not just horror history. I can't uh, disagree with that. Uh, however, and, and as much as I respect this movie, again, like it's not a movie that I that I crave to watch all the time. Um, unfortunately, I'm not like Chainsaw or Dave in, in uh, summer school. I, I don't want to watch this movie all the time because it does make me uncomfortable. Right. I mean, there's some movies that are like that, and that's part of why they're so renowned and remembered is that they really freaking stick with you and it's not necessarily a fun watch but uh yeah when you watch it you're like holy fuck and then you watch yeah. some other like horror films and you're like wow those really don't hold up to this shit because this is it's like uh yeah. well it's like recently you watched eden lake no and i've i've seen eden lake i don't know if jason's seen it but um that yeah. movie yeah and that movie it's does not end watch well. as well yeah, and as good of a movie as it was, and I liked that 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 first watch I had of it. Like, yeah. if we wanted to talk about it on the show, it'd be hard. It'd be like, uh, oh man, rough. like yeah. I don't know if I want to yeah, sit totally. through that movie again. Some <laughs> movies are like day, that. Yeah, the directors did their job. That's what Toby Hooper wanted you to do. He wants you to be uncomfortable watching this movie. Right. And I mean, like you said, with all the behind the scenes yeah. things of what was going on, his whole idea of wanting you to feel like society is really messed up. This is it. We are you know we're discussing things in the backgrounds of you know the backwoods of things going on you know there are things that are horrible in the world they're there so beware we we talked about frogs on a past episode we're talking about this now we mentioned in frogs how it was very similar to night of the living dead this this kind of feels a lot a lot a lot like night of the living dead too and like, do you think everybody's just striving to make their own Night of the uh, Living Dead? I don't really think. I don't feel like, like what. It, tell me how this is. Like yeah, you have to elaborate. Dude. Defend your point. Because there was all of this emphasis on the social climate of the time. They worked that into the style of horror movie. And like Night of the Living Dead, you know, makes it revolve around zombies. This one makes it revolve around small town America. In a sense, it's like they may not have the same setting and they may not have the same uh, certain scenes going on, but they're kind of the same sort of like inspiration behind and what led to making some of our classic horror films like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, most movies that are remembered as being great works of art have a proper inspiration they have something to say yeah and that also brings me to a point that jenny and i had been talking about recently about like music uh you know certain music you you connect with immediately and you instantly like and that's fine there's other music that you grow to love over time and movies are the same way um i I didn't feel the the way i feel about texas chainsaw massacre now the way i did when i first watched it you know and and a lot of other things like uh, a popular one that's been going around lately is malignant uh, I, I did not respond well to Malignant the first time I watched it because I was expecting something that I didn't get. But going back and watching it as the filmmakers intended, quote unquote, I can kind of hang with it and have fun with it. Um, 
But the more you watch something over time, the more you get out of it. And the more we start to do like we do and dissect movies and what are they really trying to say with the Saturn and retrograde and blah, 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 blah. Like we've got this time to really earn this education about these movies that we have and where we might not be giving some newer movies the benefit of the doubt that over time we're probably going to grow to love them. You know, like we instantly judge movies on how bad they are, like right off the bat. Whereas we probably would have thought a movie like this wasn't wasn't that great when it came out because we didn't understand. We didn't understand what they were trying to what, trying to say, you know? No, I, th- I still think it would have been awesome because it happens in the state of Texas and the guy's killing people with chainsaws and they're hanging people on hooks. I would have later found out that, oh, I now I get what he means. <laughs> but as a kid, I loved the movie because people were dying by chainsaws and hooks. So. Well, I'm sorry if you like our almost famous segment. We haven't done it in the past couple episodes because honestly, there haven't been very many famous people in the movies we've been talking about. <laughs> Gunnar Hansen is the almost famous person in this movie because he has such a big following. He's basically it. He or Toby Hooper, I would say, would be your two qualifiers. But uh, Jason, you got some taglines for us? Yes, I do. And as usual in this episode of Taglines... I'll throw you the ones Hollywood did and the ones I did. And I did realize when I started doing these, there was really only one for the original. So a lot of these are like down the road, like for the DVDs and special editions that have come out and they threw some good ones in there. So they're not all from the original 1974 timeline. Noted. Once you stop screaming, then you'll start talking about it. Um, it's so bad that I'm afraid it's real. (laughs) I I think it's real. I, I think it's real. It's real. Oh, I I should trust in my gut. Damn, that's. I wrote that one down because it sounded like a 12 year old wrote that one for Hollywood. It it it, it's so uh, you'll scare and then. Anyway, go ahead. It might have been a 12 year old with the budget they had. That's probably all they could afford. The 12-year-old that played grandpa? Yeah. Uh, what's for dinner? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. You are. That's fake. That's real. That is me. Yeah! So that's one and one. One and one. I think I got one, two, three, four, five, so seven of these. Hey, we can have a winner. We got seven. Okay, so we're one to one here, Josh. You're going down. All right, all right, all right. America's most bizarre and brutal crimes. Real. Real. You are both correct. Two to two. Two to two. Two to two, two baby. Yay. Oh, let's see. Uh, You are the other white meat. (laughs) That's fake. Fake. That's fake as shit. It is fake. (laughs) (laughs) Before the knife, the machete, the glove, there was the saw. I think that's real. Yeah, that could be real. You're both wrong. I wrote it. (laughs) (laughs) They're not the Brady's. They're the Sawyer's. What's for dinner? Fake. Real. It is Jason. (laughs) (laughs) So Eric is ahead. Four to three. Last one. Who will survive and what will be left of them? 
I'll say real to guarantee my That's victory. That's fucking real. You are both correct, and Eric wins. <laughs> <laughs> Eric was playing the numbers game at that point. He yeah, that's actually on the 1974 movie poster. Nice, so, nice. but yeah, oh yeah. So Eric won. Hey, I actually got mm-hmm. a couple of these. I stumped both of you guys. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, you are good. I still got a few. I still got it in me. It's been a while since we've done tagline. Still got it, baby. And that brings us to talk kills. This thing's heavy. This is my mini sledge. I should use this regularly. Jason, you're the Texas boy. Oh, man. Your top kill. Mm, this is hard. So he, oh, he hates going first because he has to pick one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, because I like all the, the kills in this. I mean, I mean, the Franklin kill's awesome because, it, like you said, it gets kind of annoying. Uh, you can only pick one, Jason. I'm going to go with uh, Kirk. Kirk. The 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 OG right off the top kill with the door yep. slam scene. Yep. That still Pretty gets good. me every fucking time. Hell I mean, yeah. it's just from the first two hammer hits with the quivering on the ground and then the door slam. And then, of course, he gets cut up with the chainsaw. He's all, like you said, he's the one he, he gets sliced and diced, decapitated. Yeah, so, that's a good one. That's Kirk a good stakes. One. Kirk stakes. The convulsing on, on the ground is yes. really unsettling. Yeah. He sold that. That actor did a good job. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right, what you got? We'll go Josh. We'll let Eric go last. I, I'm happy to have Franklin out of the movie, so Franklin's my top kill. <laughs> and I do like that because that's like a jump scare. Yeah, it's a good it's it's right. a great jump scare. It's kind of the best jump yeah. scare. Okay, uh, go ahead. I'll go I'll go with the hitchhiker getting run over by the truck. <laughs> he goes uh, with the bad satisfying. guy getting killed. Yeah, I know. Kind of a yeah. wussy move, but it's satisfying. It's a great effect. It's gnarly. I like it. We didn't talk about the hitchhiker guy in the beginning of the movie. Who the fuck would pick this guy up? I want to ask someone from the 60s and 70s about hitchhiking. Oh, my God. How often anybody ever actually picked up a fucking hitchhiker? Because... I, I, yeah. I don't I don't even like giving my friends rides half the time. Like yeah. I'm not picking up a stranger what? off the side of the road. Yeah, I'm like, Josh, like, my truck's broke down. Fucking walk. Yeah, they just <laughs> left the cemetery where somebody has made these weird tableaus with bodies they've dug up. This guy literally just I assume is just hitchhiking away from the cemetery after he just did all that shit. There's police everywhere. You're trying to figure out what's going on and you pick up this dude. Anyway. As much as I hate Franklin, he does have a really good line when they pick up the hitchhiker. He goes, I think we just picked up Dracula. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. We're not, obviously, there wasn't a lot of quotes in this. I'm going to throw one quote out as I liked it when he says, My family's always been in meat. My, my brother worked there. My, my grandfather, too. <laughs> my family's always been in meat. My whole family of Dracula's. <laughs> That's the only really quote of the whole damn movie. The quote of the movie right there. I had a quote, too. It's, uh, oh, Jerry! <laughs> That's one of my quotes. And then, and then, I think it actually might be Jerry that says, That's the last, that's the last goddamn hitchhiker I ever pick up. <laughs> Which was true. <laughs> Turned out to be true. It was the last one. Grandpa's the best. It won't hurt at all. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> getting hit in the fucking the hammer is still going to, you're going to feel that initial hit before, even though you're going to be unconscious or dead afterwards. You know, I didn't think this movie would have a lot of good quotes either, but I wrote a few down. <laughs> it's just, uh, when they get to the, I guess the old house where Sally and Franklin used to live or their grandpa's house or whatever. Somebody says, kind of looks like the birthplace of Bella Lugosi. <laughs> and then, well, I mean, you know, again, like as much as I hate Franklin, he has some good lines in the movie. He's like, if I have any more fun today, I don't think I'll be able to take it. Yeah. He's really feeling bad for himself at that point. <laughs> yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly. Why? It's an obligation at this point. It's, it's in your contract. It's in your contract, dude. I I'm supposed that. to do it. If I don't do it, someone would be disappointed. I assume. All right, Jason. Well, uh, the good. Uh, this movie is shot in the great country of Texas. Uh, <laughs> nah, uh, Toby Hooper did a great job of the point he was trying to get across with the film that we've all read and learned about learned about through our multiple watches well at least me and josh i think eric's watched it like two times and uh <laughs> you son of a bitch <laughs> he does a great i mean he, he does a great job of what he's doing he wants you to feel uncomfortable and you do that from the very beginning with the uh graveyard photos the graveyard totem to picking up the hitchhiker and on and on through the whole film to the crescendo of the dinner and then her getting away in the back of the truck um that's probably my my best thing about the whole movie. i mean you feel that terror through the whole movie and he did a great job it doesn't have any lulls you feel this bit of anxiety as you watch this whole movie and it's like josh said it's not a movie you watch regularly yeah because it makes you feel that way when you watch it so uh my bad uh franklin gets annoying <laughs> the character of franklin is i think we could have done a little bit of some editing like with the chase scene and everything uh my ugly uh they had an editing mistake and josh pointed that out in another episode about some editing uh that when they pull up to the old house there's no blood on the side of the van even though they all get out to go look at the blood and then when they finally get out of the van it's there but when they pull up it's on the right hand side, the passenger side of the van. It is perfectly clean. This movie's a piece of shit. Fuck it. Throw it in the garbage. I forgot I'm watching movie. this again. I, I forgot what movie that. Josh was talking about where he said that it won an Oscar for editing and it had a bad oh, uh, whiplash. Is it frogs? No. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> Overall, fantastic movie. I love that we got an icon out of Leatherface for, for this. It's just, I wish they would have done a better job with sequels and has some kind of continuity. Yep. Eric, how do you feel about this one? Okay, well, the good, I, I just have that it's a raw, visceral experience. I, I When people ask me what what I think the scariest movie is, I this one is up there. Um, it's hard to say what you think the scariest movie is, <laughs> but um, this movie is scary without the jump scares. Uh, there are jump scares in this movie, but um, this movie is scary because... I mean, it's just scary. It's just it, like like we've talked about over the course of this podcast. Uh, these people are so helpless, so isolated. You you, it takes its time with these really terrifying moments, and and 
it lets you feel like you're there and mm-hmm. it, it, i to me this is one of the scarier movies i can think of this is a top three scariest movie for me i don't like making claims of this is the scariest movie but this movie is scary i think it's scary it and it gives me the willies and i don't like it is show i, I do like it movie i do like it but i it scares me <laughs> what showgirls is your scariest movie right <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yes because i'm scared of girls is that what you mean i don't know i don't even know what the hell you're talking about anyway uh <laughs> it's a scream two reference jesus <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't. I have seen Scream Two like twice. I didn't. I don't give a shit about that movie. Uh, yeah, we all know. Go back and listen to the Scream episode linked up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, link right here. Okay, so <laughs> link right here. Uh, so bad is the broom takedown. Um, I don't like that he <laughs> takes her down with a broom. It's stupid. He had a club later. Just knock her down with the club. Why do we have to beat her with a broom? It's stupid uh a small quibble i think this movie's amazing um and then ugly uh leatherface leatherface is ugly pretty damn ugly yeah and that's the whole leatherface point. guys leatherface is so ugly that his portraits hang themselves <laughs> you know what i'm saying he's so ugly he's so ugly he looks out the window and he, he looked out the window he's arrested for mooning you know what i'm saying uh he's so ugly when he stepped outside he got fined for littering you know what i'm saying He's so ugly, guys, that when he plays Mortal Kombat, Scorpion says, stay over there. <laughs> it's pretty ugly is all I'm trying to pretty say. Ugly. I'd be cool if he took it off, like the mask off and he looks like Fabio. Pretty ugly. Yeah. Hair comes down. He's like, hey. <laughs> it's all takes the mask off. He looks like it's, handsome It's kind of like when, Bat- when Batman takes his cowl off, the eye makeup comes with it. You know, <laughs> it's all gone. His teeth and everything, and he just looks like a normal guy. <laughs> Damn, Leatherface is a sexy oh. bitch. <laughs> well, the good for me is the same that Eric said. The the just the visceral experience of this movie is is really what I mean. Even though I I don't enjoy watching what's happening, I really respect the movie for what it is. It it accomplishes something that I think very few filmmakers have been able to accomplish with the raw visceral feeling of being feeling like you're watching something that you shouldn't be watching and something that could genuinely like terrify the shit out of you. Yeah. And, um, the bad I would have to say is Franklin for sure. Like I understand his point in the movie. Like I can, I can understand why he is on grading on everybody. Like it's just another sense of anxiety. They're adding to the situation. It's a, it's a, a, uh, sorry, but it's also a burden for our characters to have to take care of him and wheel him around. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I feel yeah. sorry for Sally when she's having to push him through the woods later. And then like it's, you know, I feel bad for Franklin because obviously he doesn't want to be there and, and whatnot. But it's just he just complains too much, man. I can't can't handle it. <laughs> I can't handle it. Jerry. So the ugly. Um, I don't know. I don't really have anything ugly to say about this movie. I mean, the movie's the movie's pretty ugly, but. I think that's the point of the movie. So yeah, the ugly is a good thing in this movie. That's part of what makes it good. Yeah, like I said, I just point out an editing mistake. That's yeah, it. you know that the movie is actually yeah. pretty damn perfect for what it is. It's pretty rad. Pretty great film. And that kind of that kind of makes where this franchise has gone sort of disheartening. The first one for me a little bit is it's like this could have been one one really good thing, and they had to go and make a franchise out of it, and 
it'd be fine. Like there are some of the sequels that I genuinely do like to watch, but it's it's literally just the same shit over and over again. And I guess you could say that about Friday the 13th, which I still continue to watch over and over again. But just something about this one, like I have a lot more fun watching Friday the 13th than I do any of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre stuff. And I'm anxious to see what they're going to do with this new movie. Hopefully it'll be good. I hope it blows me away. Like I'm always going into a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie wanting to to like it. Sure, let's go. I'm ready for it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, maybe we should talk about it. I don't know. Maybe I mean, yeah, we I, that's the point I wanted to bring up with when we got done with this. Is me and Josh they they gave a little bit of the plot away for what's the uh, movie is like they always do put out a little bit of plot synopsis, and it sounds like all they're doing is making the new Halloween trilogy because it's it's yeah they're bringing back sally bringing back sally and she's going to hunt down leatherface and these kids are in the middle and i was like when i read that i i I mean immediately when me and josh were talking about uh, this episode and other stuff i went they're making the halloween new halloween trilogy yeah they got a winning formula they're gonna try to use it yeah right and that's what hollywood does oh this is working let's do that right it's a cycle. Yeah. I think, I think when the Texas Chainsaw remake came out was yeah. right when we were starting to make remakes of the classic horror movies and they did one that turned out to be pretty decent. And I think they've suffered from that point forward. And now we're getting, I still like the Friday the 13th remake and you do too. Well, no, I, I'm not talking about Friday the 13th. I'm talking about Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But I mean, how like Hollywood took off with the horror remakes Sure. And I still disagree with all the haters of Friday the 13th. I think they yeah. did a great job. But I think with, with the Texas Chainsaw remake is the one that kind of kicked it off. And with it being fairly decent, there was a high standard to hold the next ones yeah. that came to like Nightmare and Jason and Halloween. So, and then now you've got Halloween starting this requel trilogy sort of shit. So it's like, oh, well, they've started it. Now everybody else is about to jump on that bandwagon. Scream's done it. Now Texas Chainsaw is going to do it. You know, because yeah, right. Eric well, tw- Eric tweeted out a whole timeline for Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, and if you do, if you go and do the Halloween one, it looks similar. Yeah, uh, we have the original run, and then we had yeah. the H two O, because it's it got rid of all of them except for part one and two, and then we had the Rob Zombies, and then now we have the new trilogy that goes only to the beginning one, which is what Texas Chainsaw Massacre is doing now. So it's the same thing. It's pretty much exactly the same layout. Yeah. The biggest thing that's ridiculous about this one is they've already done what this one's doing already with Texas Chainsaw 3D. Texas Chainsaw 3D was supposed to be a direct sequel to this movie. And they brought back a lot of the original cast for that. And now they're doing it again. (laughs) It's just me and Josh went to the theater to see this movie and Josh pretty much about walked out because it is (laughs) a horrible fucking movie. The only saving grace is Mm -hmm. the eye candy of what's her name Dario alexandria diodario that's the only saving grace of that one but yeah the the whole timeline and everything like i I said earlier i didn't care for the text chainsaw massacre part two it's good but it's just a comedy it's to me it's exactly what they did with the nightmare on elm street movies when they got the three four five and six they just turned freddie into a, a comedian but that, I mean, we got, was it, uh, Texas Chainsaw Master Next Generation. We got, uh, Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. I think that was one of their first films. I'm kind of anxious to give that one another shot because that's another one that people have kind of picked apart and found little, little things hidden in it. Yeah, it was, 
And I remember it being a very bad movie, but I kind of want to go back and watch it now to see what all these people are talking about within I it. I have I have that one and I've never watched it, so I'm kind of curious now. The one I haven't seen the most is actually part three, the Leatherface one. And uh, that was a hard movie to find. I, I actually have that one on Blu-ray. I used to watch that one a lot when I was a kid. I actually have seen that one more than any of them. And a lot of, a lot of people don't really regard it in that, in that high of a light. Like a lot of people think it's the worst one, but my, my re- retort to that is, is, have you seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3d? That movie is a piece of garbage. Yeah. And I did like the platinum dunes, Michael Bay remake and the prequel to it. I thought they made it. Those were okay. But like you said, the, the yeah. 3d one, uh, I saw the Leatherface uh prequel for where he become the he becomes Leatherface. There were aspects mm-hmm. of that movie I did like, but it's not a great movie overall. And the ending kind of wraps up kind of quick. So but I, I haven't seen that. That's the only one of the series I haven't seen. Yeah, I was actually looking forward to when that one came out. So it's kind of cool. We can see what happened to him. You know, it's kind of it's kind of cool to find out, you know. And it's because Texas Chainsaw 3D left such a bad taste in my mouth that when that one came out, I was like, no, I'm I'm done with this fucking series, man. So, I mean, that's kind of where I was at when I saw the trailer for the new one, too. But I'll give it a shot and maybe we'll talk about it on here. Would you like us to talk about it on here? Leave us a comment below if you'd like us to talk about yeah, the new Texas Chainsaw know. Massacre. I actually have a couple of friends, uh, Dylan, uh, some people I know through my girlfriend. They were we told him uh, that we were talking about it at a at a dinner table and they were watching the new trailer and i said we might talk about that movie on there uh but then josh want to do this so throw it at us if you want us to do it we will do it we'll do a small episode we'll do a short one we may be the vhs files but we don't mind talking about newer movies we we would like talking about newer movies so if you want to hear us talk about newer movies just let us know we'll damn damn sure give it a shot the 4k files files. 4k (laughs) yeah Well, I also want to let you guys know we're giving away a digital code for Halloween Kills. Yeah, that's a new one, isn't it, Josh? That is a new movie code. So if you would like a digital copy, you have to like this video. You have to leave a comment on this video that says Evil Dies Tonight. And you have to go to our Twitter page, at VHS Files Podcast, and leave us a comment that says Evil Dies Tonight. And we will pick one lucky winner for the digital copy of Halloween Kills. All right, so, but... Next week, Alien. Eric, I know you're excited. I know you're excited for uh, Alien. Yeah, top three film for me. Maybe top one film for me. I love Aliens. Are we doing Alien or Aliens? Alien. The Ridley Scott classic. And that also goes into our theme for next month. We're doing Green Month. All the movies we're going to talk about have some sort of association to the color green. All right. We'll be back next week to talk alien with everybody and make sure you tune in to find out if you won the Halloween kills digital code. And until next time, be kind. Rewind. Fuck out. You've been listening to the VHS files podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and drop us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. It was fun. Send your questions, comments, and movie suggestions to VHSFilesPodcast at gmail.com. I sing fucks using one too many movies. Don't you blame the movies! Follow us on all social media outlets at VHSFilesPodcast. Movies don't create psychos! Check out our YouTube channel for more content. Movies make psychos more creative! <laughs> Thanks for listening.
Oh my god. <laughs> no way, dude. That's our Jason, everybody. He even hung up some bones. <laughs> and bones and hooks and he hung up Texas some bones. flag. What an animal. Wow.